Welcome to Harvest Time. We're glad you're here today. We look forward to visiting with some special guests of ours. We want to introduce them in just a moment. But before we do, I want to remind you that this particular Sunday, we will be continuing on in our study of Galatians as we'll be looking at Dead Week, the study of Galatians chapter 5, verses 18 to 22 and how our own battles between our flesh and our spirit, and you can often see that in many parts of history, including World War II and what happened and how we can draw great lessons from the Word of God. I also look forward to this Sunday morning at 9.30. We have all of our adult Bible fellowships, our nursery, our children's ministries. All of these are available. She said, Pastor, I've never been there before. Then show up at the kiosk in front of the church building. They'll give you directions. I promise you, you won't regret it. And then this coming Sunday night at a family Bible hour, we have the privilege to um, have a children's story specially designed for children. I hope you'll bring them. It's a family We last about an hour, take the Bible with the children for children's Bible story. We'll also be talking about uh, church leadership and what it means to be a deacon and the roles that they carry, as well as a time around what the Bible calls communion or the Lord's Supper or fellowship together. I hope you'll make it Sunday night. It's a great, great time. I know next week is a busy week for everyone. Uh, This just a few weeks away from what we know as Easter celebration. We call it the Resurrection Celebration. There's three Sundays from now, and I encourage you to be planning ahead. We have a lot of visitors. This year we'll be having um, uh, that Resurrection Celebration in the auditorium because of some special needs uh, for the AV, the audiovisual. But we'll be having, as we have had for many, many years, um, a get-together of a continental breakfast, and that'll be two performances of our choir, our orchestras, and um, um, band together on Sunday morning, and that's April 16th. You know, it's a privilege today to have a couple of our church members, since this is um, about Harvest Baptist Church, and we're privileged to have two ladies. They're no strangers. If you've had classes here or been visiting at Harvest Christian Academy, these are two of our teachers, and this is Miss um, Kelly and Miss Jeanette Baker. I'm thankful for both of these young ladies, and um, they're both smiling at me because every time I say, you know, young, <laughs> we smile. So first of all, <laughs> Kelly, you know, kind of give your your uh, name, rank, and serial number, okay? Let, maybe that's the simplest thing to start with. Uh, tell us about when you came to Harvest, and uh, not your age, you don't need to do that, but you've been here for 13 years, and that's <laughs> a long time for our ministry. Lots of folks that um, are not there as long, but um, I, to me, that's a great credit to your faithfulness in it all. You came here to do violin and orchestra so what year did you come and what drew you out here to harvest i came in 2004 in august and um, when i first came actually i was doing mostly elementary music i was um betty ann lovemo was doing it before me and they went back to the states um, to care for her parents and then they so they were looking specifically for that job um and then um, I was interested in starting um, a strings program here since violin was one of my primary instruments. So when 
I came, we started that with the beginning strings class. So it's mm. kind of evolved over, over the years. And at that time, and I'm sorry, Kelly, I didn't give your last name, Slarp. I knew that. Um, and maybe your parents would be listening to this. So then, oh, that's my daughter. <laughs> and have they been out here, by the way, talking about your parents? Yes. I know they, they have someone online. Yes. They came out my second Christmas here. So. Oh. Wow. 2005. So it's been a long time. So they need to come back. They do. I think that you listen to this, Mr. and Mrs. Slarp. (laughs) Okay. Um, So for you being here, we didn't have... We didn't have an orchestra, correct? I mean, we were talking about it, but you were a key component to helping us launch the whole thing on orchestra, correct? Yes, they, there was a band already. Right. And then there were several kids who took lessons okay. from local teachers, right. um, not really at Harvest. Right. Um, so there was there were a few of those who jumped in to help at the beginning, which was mm. really nice, and I appreciated that. Um, but there wasn't at Harvest any kind of strings classes or anything like yeah. that. And so today, let's move ahead here, okay? So here we are. Um, after your first three years, that thing got birthed and growing, and here we are then 10 years later. How many people do we have involved in our orchestra now? There's, if you count the students who are in symphony, where mm-hmm. they play band instruments with the big orchestra, right. close to 100. Yeah, I knew that was large. And you're able to use our auditorium. I think that works out pretty well for you, yes. right? Let's talk about your ministry when you first came and what it is now. I'm sure you look at your day, and again, it was no program versus now a very full, mature program. The children that are taking the classes, many of them, um, or the involved with the orchestra, you, you've had them in private lessons. And how I'm sure they, they see it differently, you see it differently. I'm sure your goals are still the same. Talk about that for a minute. Yes, it's neat. That's one of the advantages of my job is that I I get to have kids for, you know, from elementary all the way through high school. I'm not like the homeroom teachers who have to give them up Mm -hmm. or pass them along after a year. So that is neat to be able to see kids grow and mature and look back at where they were and um, see that difference. And um, also seeing the ones that, you know, get more and more excited about it, um, about what they're doing and show leadership when they get into high school. So uh, that's what's neat about being here a long time yeah. and being able to build those relationships over time. And a generic question, which you probably get asked quite regularly, which is, so what are the, give me the two or three qualities that this what makes a great musician or a great violinist. What is that? I think one of the biggest components of being a good at anything is obviously hard work and practice. Mm-hmm. I, I'm willing to start any child who wants to work hard and wants to just do one day at a time faithfulness um, with it. So that would be one thing. And then, of course, you're looking for over time, you can really tell the ones that have that innate sense of enjoying music, understanding music, and, and being able to play musically beyond just mm. playing the notes. Yeah. So I think, it's a, I think it's kind of the combination of the two. It's right. their how they work, and then also just their natural abilities that God's mm. given them. You think it helps for, for parents to be able to play music in their home? and Definitely, definitely. I think exposing kids when they're young, just playing mm. music, letting them enjoy it right. before you know formal lessons and all that. I think in the earliest stages, just enjoying it and yeah. becoming getting that sound in your, in your ear. It seems to me that, and I'm sure there's stats out there that support this, that lots of times with children, the music and the type and style of music they listen to when they get older is the, is the taste that they have developed. Um, and I've mentioned it before as well when I'm talking about music, that uh, when I would get home from school, 
my mother used to like a guy called Montavani. He was one yes. of the first men that had had uh, produced a style of music that was orchestration and the um, I can't remember the type of music it was, but it was very uh, violins and a lot of strings yes. and uh, there's a certain word to that. Well, anyway, I there's not my cut a cup of tea, but <laughs> years of listening to that and later in life. Um, you, in fact, it's just yesterday I was home doing something with Tammy, and and I found that music because it's all available now, and find myself listening to it quite regularly. And I don't think it would have ever happened if I hadn't been as a kid listening to that. I want to come back to you, but before I do, uh, Jeanette Baker has been very kind and patient in all this. So, Jeanette, what do you find yourself doing? You were here twice. You've been here a total of seven years. We were talking earlier. You were here, then you left for a while. Uh, you went, then you went to China, then you came back. So let's start when you first came. How did you hear about Harvest and what brought you to Harvest? Sure. Um, I first came to Harvest in 2003, I believe. And my introduction to this part of the world was through medical mission teams. Um, originally, um, I still have a nursing license, and I originally practiced nursing. And so I accompanied several medical mission trips into the Micronesian Islands first, and through that made mm -hmm. the connection to Harvest, and ended up coming out my first, um, first tour <laughs> um, to be school nurse, to work as school nurse, and then also worked a little bit with some of the ESL students. Mm. Did you know Joy Angel? Was that? Yes, she led that. the teams I see. that were in the right. islands. So you were here how long before you left? Three years. Three years. Then you went back to the States, or where did you go from there? I did. I went, um, I went back to grad school at Bob Jones University. Oh, that's right. And right. I was in Greenville for a few years. Right. So. Got your master's? Yes. Uh -huh. In what area? Teaching Bible. I see. So. Then you went to China. Right. How many years? I was in China for about a year and a half. So someone's listening to you and they say, I'm thinking about going to China and teaching at the university. What great advice would you give to them? Um, I would recommend it. It's good to um, be aware of the culture and it was a great learning experience. And there are a lot of opportunities too. Um, I would say make sure that you have a plan in place for spiritual encouragement because that can be a very difficult thing mm -hmm. um, if if you haven't thought about that ahead of time. Right. You know, we just had Rob Clark here, and I appreciate his fully orbed view of translators, expats, and strong support, as well as then those that are doing ministry in the university level. And I think that's been a great uh, model. So you came back. What brought you back to Harvest, and what are you now doing? Um, I was in a little bit of a crossroads. I was in the States, back in the States for a year after being in China, just um, trying to find a direction. And my heart really is tugged toward this part of the world, and Harvest is a great place to be able to reach out to many different cultures mm. and to be able to work through a Christian school environment was a draw. Um, and this time back, it looks a little different than the time before. I'm teaching middle school English and a few ESL classes. And you so get extra stripes on your shoulder for that work with middle school. <laughs> Let's talk about, um, Jeanette, for you, you also, in January, uh, December, let's back up into December, you found out some issues with your eye. What was going on with that and how the Lord provided for you? Yeah, it was um, kind of a 
a shocking thing in my life, but I was at the end of, it was actually at the end of October, I was diagnosed with ocular melanoma, so an, an eye cancer, and um, it was a definitely a challenging time where the Lord you know, pushed some boundaries in my life for sure, but has shown himself faithful through through each circumstance. Yeah. And you were able to go home, get some good care. You were with your family as well. And the Lord helped in obviously utilizing the doctors, the medicines, and restored your sight and still not what it needs to be, but you still be tended to. But right. it's not what it was before at that point. Um, my vision actually is the same or worse um, in that eye, but thankfully the tumor has been taken care of, and that's the important thing. But we're still kind of working and monitoring, and I am thankful for doctors on Guam that can follow mm. me here. That's right. been a big blessing. Now, let me come back, uh, Kelly, to you, because talking music, you've been able to utilize it also here at church. You know, your regular part of our orchestra on Sunday mornings, your regular part of specials along the way. Um, which we're thankful for. You know, God's gifted you, not just in the teaching, but utilizing music. Let's talk about music for a minute, okay? When you think about music as far as church is concerned, what do you think is important about that? You're a musician. You're taking the Bible and say, hey, here's what the Bible has to say about music related to church. What would you respond to that? I think the clarity of the message um, of the song is the most important thing about music and worship since it's supposed to direct us to think about God. Mm -hmm. I think choosing songs with meaningful lyrics and with music that would not distract from that and would support that. Um, I have really appreciated that here at Harvest and I appreciate um, Kevin Inafuku and the others who help with um, the music program really trying to choose things that mm -hmm. um, direct our thoughts toward the Lord um, and in a meaningful connected way. So. Yeah. Um, I've really enjoyed the really really enjoyed participating in the yeah. church music here. How did you get involved in church, and where did you meet the Lord? Talk, talk to me about your testimony. Um, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, my parents were believers, and also I'm so blessed. Both of my parents' parents, my grandparents, also attended my church growing up, which I know is so unusual. And I was just I'm just so thankful for that heritage and. Um, you know, grandparents who love the Lord. And my, my dad's mother was actually church organist and pianist, so mm. a really, really gifted um, musician. So I think maybe some of my musical interests probably came from, mm -hmm. from that. And also my dad just... He sang in the car with us. He sang with us all the time. And my mom did too. We sang, we all sang yeah. together. But I'm really thankful for that. And I had a lot of exposure to gospel songs and hymns from a very young age. And I'm just so thankful at times, you know, that I can think back to the lyrics of those songs. And it's just such an encouragement yeah. to me. So, so thankful for all that that was downloaded into my little brain when yeah, I was, when nice. I was young. So very good. When did you end up meeting the Lord? You grew up in church and yes. folks and what yes. point was it personal? Well, when I was probably second, third grade, mm. um, you know, I was hearing, hearing the gospel in church and at home and I made a profession of faith um, I remember one night at church, and then, like many little kids, you know, I doubted along the way whether or not I had understood. So there were several experiences, you know, like that growing up. But I really do believe I was saved at a young age. I had a sensitivity to the Lord and wanting to obey and follow Him yeah. um, when I was young. So, and then, like many others with a similar testimony, when I got into high school, you know, I questioned: Did I really know? Did I really understand? Did I really believe? Looking back now. 
you know, I've come to realize it's about where your faith is. You know, yeah. is your faith in Christ? It's not how hard did I believe. It's mm-hmm. it's is my faith in Him. So, but I did in my freshman year of high school. I went to a, a, a kind of like a camp rally. It was called Farm Fest, yeah. and and heard a speaker there. And um, now, who was the speaker? Just curious. It was Tom Farrell. Really? <laughs> well, good for him. <laughs> He has a way of prodding the conscience and causing the mind to yes, think. Yes. Good. Good. But, good. Um, but I, did, looking back, I, I was saved and baptized when I was when I was young in yeah, elementary school. Good. I'm very thankful for for the Lord and yeah. doing that work in my heart. Well, obviously, you know, I'm sure your folks are proud of you and you're continuing on in a call and and uh, being at it as long as you have. We're glad you're here. Jen, let's talk about your own background and how you came to the Lord. I know that your folks encouraged you in your relation to the Lord. Talk about that, what happened there. Well, my testimony is probably almost identical to Kelly's, (laughs) the quintessential (laughs) grew up in a Christian family testimony where... Um, which is a blessing. I heard the gospel ever since I can remember and was pretty sensitive to it. And I believe that I trusted the Lord as my Savior when I was pretty little. And again, you know, a lot of doubts with that and trying to make sure. And did I believe hard enough? And did I really mean it when I asked the Lord to save Mm -hmm. me? And but as a, you know, as a teenager, I came to the realization that it just mattered who I believed in and not not the degree of my belief. Mm-hmm. And um, also I was reassured by what do I believe now? And I believe now that Christ is sufficient to save me. So there was confidence that came after that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I know also uh, as Kelly has been using her own musical interests and talents for you, uh, English is second language, the whole English side to it. You, you were before in medicine and using that as well. I think for a while you were a part of one of our Bible studies and particularly with some of the Asians that that's what you were doing for a while. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. The people that were involved with that have moved off Island. Mm. So kind of discontinued it for now. Right. Well, we're thankful at Harvest. There is a wide variety. It's very polycultural, multi-ethnic in its outreach and with the general view of Asians, Islanders, Howleys, it provides a wide net to cast our bread upon the water. And uh, I think it's come back multiple fold. Um, Ultimately, at the end of the day, whether someone grows up in a Christian home or someone that's never heard the gospel and later in life they realize the choices they made has complicated their life, uh, but as I sat at a, a viewing today, I reminded that it's not where you go to church. It's where you go when you die. Now, where you go to church is going to be a big factor about where you go when you die. But when you get to heaven, God's not going to ask you what church you went to. He's going to say, do you know my own son as your personal Lord and Savior? And this is at, at uh, what our interest is, trying to point people towards him. And we're glad for church members that take their talents and abilities. We have so many of our teachers that have done that, and we're thankful for you, Kelly, and Jeanette being a part. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time today on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. We'd invite you to join us for church services this weekend at Harvest Baptist Church. Sunday morning, we start at 9.30 a.m., with Adult Bible Fellowships and Children's Programs. 10.30 a.m. is our morning worship service. 
And then we have a 6 p.m. Family Bible Hour. Everyone's invited this Sunday at Harvest Baptist Church. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.